Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, campers! Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning, happy Thursday. You got Fleelo, another day of Mike Fliegelman and Chris Lepresti on the warm-up show here on The Fan for the next hour or so until Boomer and Jerry come your way at 6 as we get you off and rolling here on a Thursday morning. Uh, I slept here and Fliegelman couldn't have got much sleep because he was at City Field last night. What the heck are you doing? A nice three-plus hour game in the pitch clock era just watching the minutes tick right on by (laughs) for a riveting Mets-Cubs game with zero on the line for the New York Mets. But it was a fun time with family. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Zeus said that at this point. I'm kind of one of those fans that says, you know, if they lose and get that top six pick and it doesn't have to move down in the draft, I'm okay with Not that. Not when you're in the building, though. You don't want to. Did you stay till the end last I, night? Well, here's what. Yes, because so we went. You don't want to see Phil Bickford blow the game in the I, ninth inning. That I don't care about. What all I right. care about is I don't want to see all the Cubs fans who made the trip and they're cheering. I don't want to see them enjoy themselves. So the only reason I'm still rooting for my team is because I don't want those road fans to have that experience. <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty cold, actually. Listen, if you don't really care about the results of the game and you're saying ah, draft pick will be better, let the let the visitors, let the travelers and the tourists feel good on about their trip to New York. No? no, go back to Chicago. Go back to the Windy City. Take your pizza that's not really pizza with you. Have you been to Wrigley? I have not. Okay. Have you ever been to Chicago? I have not. All right. I was going to say, you've been out there. Did you not get any hospitality right from the Cubs fan? I've been to just outside Chicago. Where that's where I got to try deep dish. That was was this a Penn I guess, State trip? It was. Yes, I figured that. Yeah, if it wasn't Met related or Jet related. Well, it was actually when I was in school. We were covering a Big Ten tournament. Okay. Oh, for hoops, not football. See, I would have figured football. Okay. Yeah, I guess there wouldn't. Which school is even Northwestern outside? is close. It's close to Chicago, like within what an hour or so. I think it, I think it's within like an hour, hour and a half. All right. It's not not too far. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you get home at what time? Last night. Well, so after the game. I mean, <laughs> this ride home. Just looking at yeah, the GPS, I mean, we get we get in the car. You stay the whole way. So now you're with so the traffic. So we also stay the whole way. My father-in-law. We go every year. Mets, Cubs. He's a Cubs fan. Okay, so this was not like a last-minute thing. This no, no, has this been on the right. schedule for a while, and obviously it was supposed so, because, to be a more important and because game. Because it's or, close, he wants to stay. The I I totally I knew going in that unless this is a blowout, either way, we're staying till the end. We get in the car. It says 57 minutes home. All right, not that bad. Time just keeps creeping up of course. and up and up. There's road closures Are you a ways here. Guy? There's road You're closures a ways there. Guy? No, we just had regular. My wife was driving because she was a little concerned that I might be too tired. So she drove. 
Uh, you know, listen, that based on how I was feeling in the car, she was not wrong. <laughs> so just watching that GPS, looking over, looking at my phone, mm-hmm. trying to follow the Yankee game and looking at the GPS. Oh, cool. An extra three minutes. Look at the phone for a little bit. Oh, cool. Extra four minutes. Ended up getting home. When we first got in the GPS, it said it was like 1117. Yeah, yeah, you had to be close to midnight. Got back 1147. Okay. So you got home. Nice road closure going over the outer bridge. You, 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 oh, <laughs> you did beat me because I got here at about midnight after uh, SMY last night. So you probably were slipping into bed as I was laying down on the couch. I, well, now, of I, course, I had I to commute out on of the, the couch way. because I did not want to get into a deep sleep. And I was worried that if I got a little too comfortable in the bed, might I might snooze be, yeah. the alarm I, I, a few too many times. It has never happened to me in the now almost 10 and a half years that I've worked here. I still have that fear. on some wood right now, bro. Well, yeah, well, I still have that fear with every shift I do. And you know, before doing these morning shows, I did the Saturday and Sunday 6 a.m. shifts for a few years. Sure. I've never actually overslept an alarm for those shifts. Uh, here, you are just Not more than all of it out I there. Know. Now, listen, There's wood t- on the tomorrow, trim right tomorrow in front of you. You're doing the warm up show yeah, solo. I'll be, right. I'll be passed I'll take out. Take your calls at eight seven seven. It's never happened. I still have this fear every yeah. night when I go to bed that I'm of not going to wake up for that. Alarm. I have nightmares about it. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I have nightmares about oversleeping. I have nightmares about screwing up updates and getting shooed out by management. I mean, I would say usually on average once a week, definitely a few times a month. You know, I don't think I've ever gotten that fired in the the nightmares, but no, it never gets that far because I usually wake up in a panic. You know, I wake up when it's an hour, you know, two hours to my shift. And for whatever reason, I am like three hours away. I'm in a different state without access to a car or I wake up and the car has gone and I can't get to work. (laughs) And it's only an hour. It's plenty of time to get whatever it is. It's, you know, there are people that still say they have when they're adults, the school time dreams whether it's you know elementary school, high school, or college, I have not had a single one of those since I started a working here. Time dream, like where you're late for school, right? Right, where it's school late time. for work, okay. or it's when something is going wrong with the board and everything in the place is malfunctioning. Yeah. You hit a button, it does the wrong thing, and in the dream, you feel like it's your fault. Yes. Oh, I have those all the time. Even though then when I wake up, I'm like, you know, if that actually happened, if everything was wired incorrectly, <laughs> and I hit all the right, like, I'd be totally fine. Every time you wake up from one of these nightmares, you're like, not my problem. This this would be fine. (laughs) But it's enough to terrify me and wake me up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I I only slept for maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Got one REM cycle in. There you go. And you did manage to find your one of your, I'm sure, many Taylor Swift shirts here to wear this morning. I sure did. I woke up. I watched the video. It was online of her Big, announcing. She's got another re-recording coming in. Taylor's Great, version. Awesome. Okay, people are all and excited. And away we go. Apparently, it's going to be released uh, on the same day that the first game of the World Series is scheduled to be played. Yes, uh, it was October 27th. Well, and you know what else happened that day, October 27th, I don't. 2014. I'll give you a hint. You were there. I'm pretty sure you were there. I was there. October 27th, 2014. Think about what you were doing professionally Had at the time. Had to be just something jet-related. October 27th. It was, it was a Monday. So that there's your hint. It wasn't a game. It was a Monday. It was a Monday. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 2014 it wasn't the Gino that was in training camp um was it that season no that wasn't that the 15 seat which was the season with Fitzpatrick when he got that was 2015 that, that was, was August 15. of 2015 14 October 27th you're gonna have to give me another hint the infamous John Idzik press conference oh and you know why I understand why you would think I'd be there oh you weren't I was there. not there oh. you want to know why I had my wisdom teeth pulled that day. Figured less painful right, than it, watching that John Idzik press it, conference. Wasn't it, the, wasn't it the going into a bye week? Right. Yeah, that's the, why right. they played so Sunday, and that to, was the bye. I had to pick a spot to schedule this because it was like, hey, you got to get these out, you know. And I was like, all right, well, that should be a safe landing spot. And of course, they had not announced at the time that being the date for the Idzik press conference. So I ended up getting screwed. Chernoff was ticked off that I wasn't there. But it was what it was. I got home and I watched it from home, you know, coming out of the other end with uh, being a little knocked up on the weird stuff that they that they give you or whatever the heck it was. I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, that w- <laughs> not only did I miss it, of course, it turned out to be oh, that's what it got him fired. A laughing stock and just rambled on and on and on and on. Uh, and I on. remember being in the car. My mom and I went to visit my grandma that day. I remember being in the car while my mom took my grandma into Target. I just had to come when they were done, help them with the bags. So my mom was going to give me a text or a call. I was sitting in there listening to on the ra- It was probably aired on the <laughs> oh, fan I'm during sure. Mike's show. Yeah. Listening to this train wreck and knowing, just at least knowing, because I couldn't stand John Edzik. Like, I think all it right, was earlier in the day, actually, but it Woody's does, that's not, irrelevant. Woody's not going to be, whatever, then maybe it was during Joe and Abby. Yeah. Woody's not going to be able to keep this man employed after this. Yep. He's gone. And sure He's enough, gone. a couple months later, he was. He went to the Jags for a couple years and... I don't know what Mike ever became. We came talked in, about drank this a lot recently. Of coffee. Neither did. Was it with? Did I say this with you? I forget. What I mean, I it went still to the Jaguars briefly. Because he was a cap guy, so he no, can still that. do the numbers. Yeah, but like I don't. McCagnan fell working, off the face of the earth. Is Idzik working in football right now? I don't know if he is. And McCagnan's never. I mean, for all I know, he's living in the woods somewhere. It's funny because most of these guys we talk about, you get the one shot at GM. Right. If, if it doesn't work out. You know, you're not going to get the big chair again, but they go Something. back to being. They go back. Yes. I mean, listen, Phil Savage with the Jets is a consultant. He's one of Joe Douglas's Costello most tweeted counted yesterday. on man. Terry Bradway's a right, consultant with the paint right. right now. I ran These guys Terry Bradway always down there. land yeah. on their feet. Yes, and Mike McCagnan was never heard from no. again. Or they go like Tannenbaum's in the media. You know, right, not right, that right. McCagnan would be personable enough for that, or Idzik for that matter. But I mean, yeah. Right, these guys hang on for you know Grim Dead, and they they, they keep getting hired to some extent, and they stay in the mix. And he's young. Was yeah, it's a not scout. like Gettleman, where he's old and now it's time his right. time is done. He's out of the and league. McCagnan's background was as a scout, right. you know, out on the run. Maybe listen, maybe he's working. I have no, I have not heard that man's name uttered anywhere in football circles. No, since except he for lost when I'm cursing job. off the Jets. Well, and yeah, the job I mean, he these did, parts. Right. But I'm saying as far no, as connected to other teams, I, no. Like you said, even Terry Bradway yeah. is with the Panthers. It's wild, man. It's wild. I guess that speaks to the incompetency yes, but and how that, bad that, that, that was. That October 27th, 2014. Very you, important day Back-to-back back days of Idzik references. Yesterday, what we were talking about. 
Oh, the, one oh of the, we, this the draft was off the air, the right? The, when you guys oh, talked yeah, you about the 2014 draft. Right, right. And there, you guys were mentioning the first round picks. With and Manziel, I said, right. And, and Zach, Zach Martin, Martin from the Cowboys, Odell, Odell. Odell. The Giants. Yeah, yeah. And I said, and John Idzik took 12 players, none of whom could play football. You, you, loved, you loved one of those guys, though, Jason Morrow in that draft. I did, yeah. I, I mean, I, dude, I, I liked him too I watched at the time. a ton of Texas A&M, oh, yeah. and he was dominant, and it just never, and ever clicked. And I was also saying it more here. for the name. Yes. My, yes, I did end up naming my son, my firstborn son, Jace. Not after Jason Morrow, though. I remember people asking me that when I put that out there. Jet fans were like, Jason Morrow? I'm like, no, no, I just think it's a cool name. I wanted to go with, honestly, we had a couple of options. We knew it was going to be a boy. And when he came out, uh, we uh, Anthony was the leader in the clubhouse, and it was going to be Jay. So AJ, we wanted something to give him the option to use his initials as if he, if he wanted. And he came out, and we looked at him, and we're like, "He's not an Anthony." It was just weird. It's like it was so clear. I guess you know. I guess you just know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it, not all the time, but in this case, we were like, "No, no." That's and, Jason Morrow. And right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and knowing him now, and like his purse, he's a Jace. He's not an Anthony. There you I go. Can you got promised you that. Fate stepped in. So yeah. someone helped you get it right. And we went with Tyler for the middle name. Really, no family connection. But then you get the JT option. And then my youngest is Jackson John. So he's got a JJ option if he wants. But it's funny, Ooh, which made, I'm sure you would love. Well, I don't. I mean, listen, I have a JJ in my life, and uh, he's very personable and colorful and a character and loud and all those things. So I don't know. In all the most wonderful ways, of course. Of course, yes. I would never say anything bad about him, especially on the air, on the airwaves. But uh, yeah, we made a big stink about the initials, and they're seven and four, and neither of them has any interest so far in going the initials route. But I like how you did that. For another your name's Jace, we'll but listen, if you want to go by right. JT in your teenage years, exactly, it's there for you. Because Jace sometimes will complain that people confuse it for Chase, which is understandable. So I feel like he just he, and he gets a little weird about it sometimes, and I'm like, you just got to tell him when hey, it's Jace with a J. Nice and confident, and there you go. That's the rest a good job out of you, CeeLo. Nicely produced. Nicely Give, produced Giving him that. future options. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I see it. All right, so you referenced monitoring the Yankee game on the way home, and we'll get into this on the other side because we've got to hit our first break, but this is not any breaking news or anything, but God, do they stink. It's so bad. It really is. And you mirror that with, I mean, the Severino situation from yesterday is one thing, but you also get this report from Bob Clappish, NJ.com, about how basically how Steinbrenner's made up his mind that hey, Brian Cashman's good to go, no problem, safe, not going to make any changes there. And it's just to me like, how can you say that at this point when you have all these games left, you made the big claim post-deadline where you basically did nothing, that we're in it to win it, and you very well could fade off into oblivion here, right? They were 10-14 and 14 since the All-Star break. They lost another series last night. They're back to being five behind on the lost side in the wild card race. I get that you just gave the man a contract, but at some point, I mean, there's gotta be there's gotta be something that meets the criteria of saying, you know what, this isn't working anymore. Well, and if you're not gonna make a change, which I can accept, then you have to get in front of the media and do more than say well, I don't understand what the fans are not right. happy yeah, about. Yeah, why are they upset? Yeah, because that, that, no, that's, that's going that's, the that's, other that's way. That's what six weeks ago now, or so, or something like maybe even longer. So I get it. A lot has changed since then. But well, yeah. and that's the problem. When I talked a couple of days ago when we did this about the Yankees' arrogance, there's this complete lack of accountability. Nothing that's happened in the last six years in Yankee Land, if you ask them, is their fault. Bad things have happened to them. They've been unfortunate with injuries. They've been unlucky with performance. Nothing 
is Brian Cashman's fault. Nothing is Aaron Boone's fault. And of course, a lot of stuff has happened to them. A lot of it is circumstance. It's not all their fault. But someone in that room has to take step up and take some accountability. Until that happens, we talk about this in sports culture all the times. We've ridiculed the Knicks for it, the, uh, the Jets, the Giants for a very brief period kind of entered this window where they were like that. They've since corrected it. It seems like the Yankees are slipping into that now where just everybody wants to point fingers or just say, ah, we did our job out of our hands. It's not somebody has to be better. They're, they're not a real last place team because they're above 500. Yeah, yeah we understand But you that. have four, and if not all four, definitely three teams in your own division who are better than you, who have figured this out in a way you have not. Two of those teams are far ahead of you. So what are you going to do to get back to there? I think back to after the 2021 wildcard game when they lost, and I was working that night. And Aaron Boone made the comment about the teams in the division are closing the gap. And Susan, to her credit, came on the postgame show with Sweeney. And I mean, she would have been, forget suspended by the <laughs> Orioles, she would have been fired. Right. Because she ripped the organization in a, in, a, in a very respectable way, of course. But she said to Boone, yeah, Aaron, these teams aren't closing the gap. It's been They've closed. closed it. Yeah, right. The Blue Jays finished a game behind you. The Red Sox just embarrassed you in their home ballpark and are advancing in the playoffs. The Rays, most years, are good. Like, they've closed it. They might be right there with you, jockeying back and forth, but there's no longer this distance between you and them, at least not in a positive way. And it still feels like the Yankees are the last ones to catch on to the fact that they are no longer the yeah. kings of the AL East. Everyone else is in on the joke except for them. Right. And that's kind of where we're at. Well, if Hal does, if things continue to go south and they miss the playoffs, and if they for should, for some reason, as we discussed yesterday, finish below 500 for the first time since 1992, and they still don't make a move, wholesale changes, I have a theory on why that might be the case. We'll get into that on the other side. You got Flelo on the fan, warm up show on a Thursday morning. Boomer and Jerry at the top. We're coming right back after this. 